I still think you should have approved that comment from Optimus Solo just to ensue argument on the filmation episode. But whatever, to your website, doesn't matter to me. Well, the thing is, he said he didn't listen to it. I'm like, well, why are you commenting? Yeah, if you're going to comment, listen to it, at least have the courtesy of doing that. It's like, like, why don't you listen to your argument, but you're wrong? That's like... He was being tongue-in-cheek about it. He wasn't being serious. I mean, it wasn't like, you know... Because I worked with the guy on a daily basis. I mean, two months after he joined the network with us. And essentially, he is, like third fourth position below steve and i as far as the ranking of gcrn i've worked with him for over two years now he has this just arrogant way of getting under people's skin and then he'll be like oh i was just joking around why'd you take it so seriously blah blah blah. and i'm i'm used to it at this point kind of like i'm used to ben interrupting everybody um you know it's one of those types of things where he'll say something just to get a rise out of somebody and he's not, like, super serious about it at all. He could care less. But, I mean, like I was telling you, Ben, the other night, uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I, outside of He-Man and She-Ra, I don't give a shit about filmation. I just don't. I don't care if it was a terrible era or not. The only two cartoons I ever watched out of it was He-Man and She-Ra. The rest of it was, was shit, as far as I could tell. And after Neil sh- and after Neil showed me that Tom and Jerry crap, I was like, "Oh my god, the 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 Deitch stuff is better than this shit." The Deitch stuff sucks. <laughs> oh you know, boy! I, I, I just yeah, God. When are you guys planning on doing Golden Era? Um, um, we don't know yet. We we, yeah. we got st- lots of stuff just pop up. I mean, uh, aren't we gonna do that Sonic episode soon, Neil? Yeah, we are gonna do a Sonic the Hedgehog episode. Yeah, it's a uh, that's gonna be controversial because apparently you, you can't hate on Sadam. Oh, I'm sure it won't be anywhere near as controversial as our uh, Akira and Ghost in the Shell episode. Jesus you made, Christ! You made one of the best jokes in there when he says we traded in a a Ninja Turtle for a Power Ranger. Well, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> the the dub of Akira, uh, the first version was uh, Cam Clark as the lead character. And the second version is Johnny Young Bosch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, I, to the listeners, we're we're doing an episode about Slayers. In fact, it might be a two-parter just because there's so much. Slayers. Are we going to get both Lenas? I'm going to try for it, but in oh, the meantime, shit. in the meantime, you people out there, <laughs> I want you to send me your best your your best Naga laugh. Send it. <laughs> Send it to neil at animationvisionados.com. <laughs> yes, that one. The more outrageous it is, the more the better the chance that it's going to get played. I don't know how anything can be more outrageous than what just came out of Ben's mouth. <laughs> oh, it gets that was pretty actually obnoxious. pretty tame. Yeah, because the whole point of it is that it's an, an, an annoying laugh. Whole cities vacate when Naga laughs. <laughs> and she's a woman dressed in nothing but leather. Oh, my God. They should be running the other way. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. 
And finally, Web Fiction World. Before web comics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Anyways, let's get started. Yes. Let's get started on the Simpsons side-by-side. All right, we ready, guys? I'm ready. All right, uh... Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, this is your host, Ben, joined by my co-host, TV Spencer Neal. Just because I don't care doesn't mean I don't understand. We're joined by uh, TFG1 Mike. Why, you little... And tonight we're doing Simpsons side-by-side. We're comparing the first half of The Simpsons to the last half. All right, now where is the half point, though? In the middle. It's not really the half-half point. I'm actually considering... I'm cutting right into... My, my cutoff point is is right after the Weinstein years, 97. Okay. Because the Scully, the Scully years is really the the break point, I think. So that would be around season five, season six? No, season nine and onward. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because, because right, yeah. Scully started in season nine. That's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. And then things happened. Uh, for some history, The Simpsons were was a creation of Matt Groening, where uh, where basically he was fairly popular as a cartoonist doing this comic strip called Life in Hell about rabbits. And he was offered an animation deal for the Tracy Ullman show. But he didn't want to use Life in Hell because he didn't want to, you know, give up the rights to those characters. So he basically did something in the similar art style and uh, called it The Simpsons. And it's based off of his actual family. Matt Groening had a father named Homer. A wife named Mart, a, a, a mother named Marge, <laughs> a sister named uh, Maggie, a sister named Lisa, but he didn't want to call the boy Matt because that'd be obvious. So he went with Bart because it rhymes with Brat. Yeah. Well, it's a same it's like an anagram. Anagram of yeah. Brat, pardon me. And the early Simpsons shorts are hilarious because because uh, Matt Groening did what uh, what uh, Sunbow did, but instead of with Toei, they did it with Acom. Where they they sent these really unfinished drawings to Korea and like here make this a cartoon and then they just took the exact same drawing and just animated it. <laughs> like my favorite one is the one where where uh, Homer throws a ball at Bart and Bart's supposed to try to run and catch it, and and it's like catch Bart catch and Bart jumps up and then a dog is just you know still in the picture jumps up and goes bark bark and it goes back down in the position it was. Oh my god! No, they, they're hilarious. Yeah, I kind of like the stiff animation on those old shorts, just because they they add a love a layer of comedy that was not intended. But I can't help but I love it. They're hilarious. If you can find them, they're great. And they put a few of them on the DVDs. Yeah, oh, that was a... the one that I saw on the DVD. Yeah, you they, remember they that sh- one? Yeah, yeah. They they should just come out with a whole collection of them. I don't know that they're all released yet. Yeah, and. Uh... The first episode was, as Neil proved to us, his impeccable em- enemy, a memory, memory, pardon me, memory, the Christmas special. Yes. Yes. And what I love is in those first years, it's very obvious that the that the intention was for Bart to be the main character. Mm-hmm. Well, they, put him, in, they put him in video games and commercials and, and in, on T-shirts and everything. He was all over the place. But the runaway character is who again? Oh, it's Homer. Mm-hmm. Homer, yeah, and what I love about uh, what I love about original Homer was uh, was it's really obvious Dan 
Castanella is really doing like a really, really loose Walter Matthau in his early episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Bart. Hey there, boy. Mom took the girls to the ballet tonight. So it's just you and me, kid. Uh, sure, Dad. So set up the TV trays and let's get started. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and uh, what I love is there was actually a, a, a Treehouse of Horror with a magic, uh, uh, magic, uh, what was it, hammock? hammock? Yep. Where they show the different clones. Yep. What I love is they showed Peter Griffin and they showed the original Homer and he and and uh, Dan talks in his original Homer voice again. <laughs> Yeah. Let's go out for some milkshakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at uh, TV shows on DVD.com. The first 14 seasons have been released, and they also released the 20th season on both DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, let's see. Seasons 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11, and 12 all have limited edition heads. Uh, it's special packaging. Uh, Homer, Marge, Maggie, Lisa, Bart, Krusty, uh, and Comic Book Guy. Yeah, uh, and, and I think it's is it season season thirteen is a limited edition Ralph head. Yeah, and uh, you know early on the show with the with the early Bart centric focus, it's an okay show. In fact, it surprised me how the show took off so quickly as a primetime animation. You know, so quickly. When it it was as crude as it was, but I think that just showed the strength of the writing cast. And you know, a good example is this this writing cast in the early years. They had some good guys there. It's, uh, I mean, what's amazing is the amount of talent that came in. It's for people who don't know, uh, Conan O'Brien was originally a Simpsons writer. Uh, Brad Bird worked on The Simpsons. Lots yeah. of talent came through The Simpsons. And yeah, the original stuff, you know, Bartmania was a big thing. Do the Bartman, uh, yeah. you know, the uh, Big Big Trouble music video, yeah. which was written by who? Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. And I think <laughs> I think the other one was written by Michael Jackson. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, Do the Bartman was written by Michael Jackson, and he also yep. does the uh, the backbeat on it. Yeah. I actually, I think I let me just look in my iTunes. I think I have. Do I? No, I thought I did have that soundtrack. I have. I thought I used to have the CD of the the Simpsons sing the blues. I used to have that soundtrack. It was awesome. And really, they had lots of uh, lots of funny episodes. Uh, the original Treehouse of Horror, you know, really took off, and they started doing those every year. Each one more wacky and and silly. And and the original years were great. You know, the first two years is what uh, call, is called the Groining Brooks and Simon years, where Groining was really hands-on still, as yeah. was Brooks and Simon. And then it was uh, season three that the Gene and Rice, uh, you know, Al Gene and Mike Rice, mm. or Reese, pardon me, start writing, and they did a lot more. They 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 did a lot more of the memorable episodes, I think. Yeah, the like I would say ninety to ninety two is really where it's like that was the height of Simpsons Mania. Uh, and isn't, as far it, as, isn't it around that time that they they jumped from Klasky Supo to uh to film Roman? Yes it was. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't like the first the first season I I barely remembered it. Like when when I when when the DVD originally came out for season one and I bought it and I brought it home and I watched it and I'm like this is not the Simpsons I remember because it was that original those original drawings that original you know Walter Matthau like voice 
because I more remember season two, three, and four more because that's when I was into the Simpsons Mania thing, and I had I had almost everything that they ever released as you know as a kid from the from from those four years. I had Bart T-shirts, I had Homer T-shirts, I had uh, all the Game Boy games for it. You poor soul. I had everything Simpsons Mania in that in that time period. It was just it was just awesome. And really, one of the early season ideas was Sideshow Bob, you know, voiced by uh, Kelsey Grammer, and such a great reoccurring character. Oh and, yes, and, probably Bart's greatest nemesis. I and what I love, what I love is uh, there's an early episode in these seasons where where Bart and Lisa write an episode of Itchy and Scratchy. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is this: uh, Matt Groening, you know, told the writers, "Look, you need to give Grandpa Simpson a name. I won't tell you my grandfather's name because I want to. I don't. I want to stop this whole link to link to my family thing." Yeah. So I won't tell you the name. So you need to come up with a name for Grandpa Simpson. He left the room, and then the writer said, "How about Abraham?" And then, and then Matt Groening got the script, and Matt Groening's like, oh, no, that's my grandfather's name! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff I like, because even though he's like, no, he left it in anyways. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna, you know... They came up with it. It's not, it, it's not their fault that that's what his grandfather's name was. Um and yeah, there's lots of there's lots of great episodes here. I'm looking at the list of episodes. Uh, uh, Bart's Comet, Bart versus Australia, A Star is Burns. That was the that was the one with Jay Sherman coming. Actually, that's the only that's the only episode that Matt Groening removed his name from. Why? He was so against this episode being done. He uh, what is 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 uh, Matt Groening was always. You know, always hated the idea that he was associated with the critic when Matt had nothing to do with that series. Uh-huh. Absolutely nothing to do with that series. And uh, as you know, the critic first showed up on ABC, and for one season it failed. And then what happened was uh, James L. Brooks, who was the uh, who was behind the critic, begged Fox to put it on Fox for a season, and they decided the best way to boost ratings was to have a crossover. And Matt's like, no, no way. But he lost that battle, so the best he could do was just remove his name from that episode. Yeah, which is a shame because there's lots of funny things like uh, what season happened? What season did this happen in? Sixth season, season six. Ah, okay. The, yeah, I think by then is when I stopped. Like, it, well, the, the, the actually, that episode actually had a great ad lib from uh, I think it was a. Uh, it's not Dan Castell. It's the other guy. It's the guy who does the Rainier Wolf Castle voice. Oh, uh, I don't Harry know. Shearer. Yeah, Harry Shear did an ad lib that they kept in the episode where basically where Jay Sherman says your shoelaces are untied. Yeah. And he bends down and he looks and it shows that the scene changes to night. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shear ad lib. Upon closer inspection, these are loafers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they left it in. Yeah. The one joke I like from that from that episode is that they riffed on uh, Jetsons Meet the Flintstones, which... I think came out around that exact same time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Another cartoon crossover. They're just, there's so much history here. I mean, the show has been on 20 plus years. I think they're, Oh God. What do they have to like 24, 23, 24 seasons? Yeah. You know, I mean, 
it was so great back then and and then it was like south park hit and south park was the 10 times more raunchier version of the simpsons i mean the south south park guys essentially did everything that the simpsons people were too afraid to do that's true but uh, i think you're i think you're discounting season seven which is well, no, Easily I'm not, the strongest I'm not, I'm not trying to discount The Simpsons from South Park. I'm just saying that when South Park hit and hit as big as it did hit after that, after season seven and going into eight and nine, The Simpsons just kind of conformed to, hey, what's going on in pop culture this week that we can make fun of? Well, the, yeah. the biggest strength that South Park had was it took literally one week to make an episode. Yeah. And also right. that... South Park, unlike The Simpsons, is not really subject to the FCC. Yeah, they were on cable television all the time. True. And uh, But Season 7, let's talk about Season 7. This was the Weinstein. Uh, um, see, uh, season 7 was the Weinstein years. And uh, I think Season 7, se- Season 6 and Season 7 actually had a, uh, had a Season 6 ended on a, a cliffhanger with Who Shot Mr. Burns. Oh, yeah. Right. And season seven started with the continuation. What you might not remember, but I remember, is they did a t- they did a crossover with uh, America's Most Wanted. Yeah, I do remember that. Oh God! A live action crossover, Neil. Yes. Wow. And they did a live action crossover, yet it took them twenty years to make a movie. <laughs> and uh, who shot Mr. Burns? It ended with uh, with Maggie being the shooter. And uh, and then the next episode is easily one of my favorites. It's Radioactive Man about the Radioactive Man movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What, what I loved was was the the flashback to the to the campy Radioactive Radioactive Man TV show. Mm-hmm. You know where you have the where you have the uh, the Scoutmaster whose voice is obviously supposed to be who again, Neil? Um, I I'm gonna guess Adam West. No, no, he oh. was. You know, don't be afraid to use your nails, boys. Uh, Uncle Arthur. Ooh, that would be Paul End. <laughs> yes. Wow. I mean, imagine if the Adam West show actually had him doing a villain. Oh my God, that, that would man awesome. died too too soon. <laughs> he should have he should have been on The Simpsons. He would have been perfect. Yeah, uh, Hollywood's most eligible bachelor. Wink. Wink. <laughs> Greatest center square of all time. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, this I, I still think everyone knew. They just didn't care he was so that he was that damn funny. Mm. Paul Lind, you know him, him being gay. I think everyone knew. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of old ladies who had no <laughs> idea. <laughs> oh come on! I. <laughs> As much as a day is long, Neil. Uh, um, I honestly, I don't remember when it, when Simpsons really jumped the shark for me, or when I really stopped watching it, because for a while there, before uh, WB and CW, uh, WB and UPN became CW, uh, UPN used to run uh, the syndicated episodes. And obviously Fox would still run new episodes every Sunday night at 8. But um, I remember watching all the reruns on, on, on network. And I remember trying to catch the stuff on Sunday night. I think one of the biggest debacles with The Simpsons 
in the early years was the whole time slot change. Yeah, but uh, but there's other episodes of season seven. Season seven is easily the strongest one. I mean, you have uh, you have Bart sells his soul. Yep. Oh yes. That's a great one. That Treehouse of Horror six. Groundskeeper yeah. Willie as as a Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger, yeah. Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores. Oh God. Paul Anka guarantee. <laughs> and yeah, there's actually lots of great episodes, but this also has a uh, one ep actually uh, two episodes actually only one episode that you might not like, Neil. Hmm. But actually, there's one other that's great. It's the one where it's the one where Patty. No, not, no. Selma marries Troy McClure. Yeah. Uh, Great episode. And, that, and then that is uh, Phil Hartman. Yes. Troy McClure. Hello, everybody. I'm Troy McClure, star of such films as P is for Psycho and The President's Neck is Missing. But now I'm here to tell you about a remarkable new invention. And also the episode about uh, Grandpa's veteran days in World War II, <laughs> the, the Curse of the Flying Hellfish. <laughs> And uh, I the, the I think that the Selma episode when she married Troy McClure I think that finally after so long gave at least one of Marge's sisters some actual character instead of just being these two evil women evil women who are twin sisters who hate essentially Homer. hate Homer uh, they squish the kids to death and the kids don't want anything to do with them um, I think that episode finally showed that at least Selma had a heart and it got broken. Yeah. Actually, actually they showed in the past that Selma was, was the only one that really, I wouldn't say warm up to Homer, but you know, didn't outright hate him as much. Oh, funny thing about their voices. There's a flashback episode where they have feminine voices. Yeah. <laughs> implying that years of smoking did them in. We'll give you half our allowance. Uh-huh. But you have to be our slave. Okay. This gives us a lot more free time. Uh-huh. Let's take up smoking. For months I worked and worked while my sisters smoked and smoked. Venus. Oh, Venus. We want those dress shields hand-washed and drip-dried. And the funny thing about the prom episode is probably why people seem to think Matt Groening had something to do with the critic, because John Lovitz was Artie Ziff. Yeah, but... You know, we're, we're skipping one of my favorite episodes, Mother Simpson. Yes. Glenn Close as Homer's mom. Great episode. Gave her character lots of depth. Gave Homer lots of depth as well. And the the sad ending with Homer sitting on on the uh, sitting on the hood of his car watching the stars after his mother leaves him again. But at least he got to say goodbye, and it was just really heartbreaking and sad and. It was one of my favorites, but oh, had oh, they no. ever said anything about her before that episode? They sort of hinted around her. They never really gave her any sort of character that, other than she was Homer's mom and she was the supportive one. Right, but to my, you know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm remembering it where they, I, I don't remember them ever, you know, they mentioned her, but I don't remember if they ever mentioned whether she died or whether she just left or whatever else. Obviously, this episode says, hey, she left, she abandoned him or whatever, but, you know, I, I always thought she was dead. I honestly did until that episode. But let's talk about Lisa the Vegetarian. They go to a, a zoo 
and they see yeah. they see some lambs, and then they go home and have lamb chops, and she's like, "Oh, I'm eating those cute lambs. I'm a vegetarian now." And I know so many people who are like that, and I'm just like, "Oh no." Lisa just became my least favorite character on this show. Yeah. I've never liked Lisa. Like, there are certain moments where I like Lisa. I think the only time I really like her is when she's laughing at Itchy and Scratchy. uh, When she and Bart are actually getting along. But I've never cared for her. She just doesn't add any comedy for me at all. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah... And uh, moving on to season eight, which was the last of the last of the John Weinstein season, Josh Weinstein seasons is in. Uh, there's still some good episodes in this one. There's uh, you only move twice where with uh, with uh, Homer working with a supervillain. Great episode. You know, Hank. Yeah, yeah no, it, it was. It was one of those really, really weird ones. And then Homer, the boxer. Uh, it's a. Uh, yeah, Hurricane Nettie, where where Ned goes crazy. Uh, the X Files crossover episode, the Springfield Files, oh, great man. episode. Anytime Ned goes crazy, you know it's going to be a good episode because Ned never goes crazy. Oh, and one of the best ones, brother from another series. Yeah, David Hyde Pierce as Sideshow Bob's brother Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where Bart covers Cecil's eyes and grabs him from behind and says, guess who? And Cecil says, Maris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, those those years, those, you know, season seven, eight, nine, all, all those years were in that time of, you know, hey, let's get cross over this, let's get that, let's get this, let's make all these homages to this, this, and this. And that's all well and fine and great because one of the greatest things about The Simpsons is the voice at the guest stars, the guest voice actors that they bring on. Because, you know, not to take away from the actual voice cast of Castellaneta, uh, Julie Kavner, uh, Nancy Cartwright, all those people, Harry Shearer, you know, those people put in the day-to-day general voice, well, not general, but regular voice work. And then you have, you know, guest stars come in, and that's really what what makes this series so great when it comes to the cultural references because you'll get someone like David Hyde Pierce coming in to portray a, you know, sideshow Bob's brother, you know, instead of having a David Hyde Pierce sound alike, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's what I always loved about, you know, uh, celebrities getting Simpsonized. Yeah. And the Simpsons style is great for caricaturizing them, but there's some up, you know, it's after this at season nine is when they start getting really weak. I, you know, there's some good ideas here, though. There was a city versus city of New York versus Homer has some good New York humor there, but they'll never show this again in syndication because Homer parks underneath the World Trade Center. Oh, can we grow some balls already, people? Come on. And what happened was he had to use the restroom, but the restroom in Tower One was occupied, so he had to run all the way to Tower Two. God, that's just not. Oh my God. Uh, and uh, yeah, and you know this is this has some weak episodes like the Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. I hated that episode. Is that essentially Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? It's the off? it's the one where Bart melts all the presents and hides them under the snow. Oh yes, God. And then you know Bart Carney, where Bart uh, wrecks Adolf Hitler's car. This is. 
this this is really the the weakest season they that thus far they had weaker seasons after this obviously um let's see yeah I, I don't know. I, I I think the problem is is that they started catering towards whatever in joke, whatever supposed tongue in cheek joke that they wanted to do. Um, there, I don't I don't know if it was this past season that just ended or uh, the season twenty three or if it was season twenty two. Uh, there was a, a a YouTube video somewhere of of an intro that was like. Everyone was in a huge outcry because this intro was just so horrible. Is this the one about the South Korean workers? I think so, yes. That was terrible. It, yeah. You know what? It, it got Nelson Shin pissed off. <laughs> and Nelson Shin had to outright say, work conditions were never like that. And he's right. And you know what? It's, you know, we're obviously in the other half now. We, we, yeah. we have crossed the threshold. You yeah. know, season nine. I don't see any good episodes. I like in it. Season 10, more episodes I hate. I mean, some of these episodes, uh, let's see. Is there anything from season 9 or 10 that you liked or hated, Neil? I can't really think of anything. I kind of I kind of tuned out after a while. So <laughs> I, might, I might just be coasting through the second half, and I'll come back and talk about some of the, uh, the, the little factoids about the show that I kind of yeah. have written down here. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, they just went for it and they didn't go for it in a good way at all. Yeah. And uh, there were, there were some ideas that were okay, but you know, you can tell that there's lots of things that hurt, you know, uh, Phil Hartman died sadly, tragically, and it's all Andy Dick's fault. Oh, I don't know about that, but okay. Um, well, Andy Dick admitted it, it. He, he was the one who, uh, gave Phil Hartman's wife that cocaine. Okay then. Let's move on. And then and then he and then he <laughs> and then he said to John Lovitz, I put I put the Phil Hartman curse on you and John Lovitz grabbed him by the head and slammed his head against the table about ten times. And suddenly John Lovitz made up for the critic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, and you know season nine, season ten lots of things happen. Hapu gets his family. Uh, th- that's one episode I absolutely hated was the one where Pooh's family's in the circus and Pooh's trying to get them back. Yeah, that episode was terrible. It, as was uh, as was the one where where uh, where uh, Barney becomes a helicopter pilot and stops drinking. <laughs> no, see, I like that episode because that's all we ever had of Barney was being an alcoholic and always drinking and always fucking up. I kind of liked him as a helicopter pilot and I liked him. I like the idea, but I don't like the, I don't like the execution. I should say it is very fake. Well, at least it was something different. Well, you can't give it points just for being different. I mean, lots of these episodes did different things, but that doesn't make some good. I mean, as far as for not really the episode itself, but as far as the character of Barney, at least it was something different for him, and it was a slightly good character development for him, not necessarily just making the overall episode good. Uh, let me see here, season nine. Uh, oh God, Lisa's sax. Ugh. Yeah, that was not a very good one. Uh, uh, this little wiggy. Oh my God! Justice League Unlimited did it better. Oh God. Um. 
Natural born, natural born kissers was the season nine finale. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, yeah. God. Yeah, these episodes are not so good. It's uh, the Scully years is most of the early Simpsons fans agree the Scully years are not the best. Yeah. And it's hard to come back from that. I mean, I mean, some of my favorite episodes are some of the early seasons, season six, seven, season seven, and even season eight are some of my favorite episodes. After that is when it starts going downhill. I mean, Bart, I mean, Homer gets a bucket glued to his head and and, and Bart becomes a faith healer. Yeah, that was not good. Uh, I'm actually skipping ahead here, but uh, uh, season 13 weekend at Bernsey's. Are you serious? They essentially did an episode of, off of Weekend at Bernie's. Really? Yes. Odd. See, I'm so disappointed in that. When the real gold is in Weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just picturing Mr. Burns doing dead, the dance. Yeah, doing the dance <laughs> oh, with with a harpoon sticking through him. Yes. Uh, season 13 also had the sweetest Apu. Is that supposed to be a playoff of U2's The Sweetest Thing? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, oh, crap. The dad who knew too little in season 14. Uh, yeah. Barting over. I'm spelling as fast as I can. A star is born again. Uh, C.E. Doe. Oh god. As much as I love Homer's expression of Doe, there's so many weird things that they fit that into. Yeah, this is around when they started making uh, making episodes where basically, oh, let's have them in this situation. Mm-hmm. But this situation doesn't make sense. Who cares? Let's just have them in this situation. And then okay. the She of Little Faith, the episode where Lisa becomes a Buddhist. Neil? I'm just going to sigh. <sighs> First, she's a vegetarian. Now she's a Buddhist. It's like... I can, I can kind of understand with Buddhism, but that... well, so, well, the thing is, they they presented a weird case of, of 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 Hollywood Buddhism. They don't understand Buddhism. I don't understand Buddhism, but I don't pretend I do. They do. They pretend I, they do. I, I can kind they... of get the joke if if the joke is that Lisa's always pretentious. Hurry, mom! If we don't get to the convention soon, all the good comics will be gone. Uh, what do you care about good comics? All you ever buy is Casper the Wimpy Ghost. I think it's sad that you equate friendliness with wimpiness, and I hope it'll keep you from ever achieving true popularity. Well, you know what I think? I think Casper's the ghost of Richie Rich. Hey, they do look alike. I wonder how Richie died. Perhaps he realized how hollow the pursuit of money is and took his own life. But still, I'm like, go away, Lisa, you're not funny. (laughs) Oh, God. Lisa, go to your room. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. The GeekCast Radio Network has launched Mask Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Mask Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us at iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, geekcastradio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. 
Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe talk meets sports talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding kind of sometimes chuck makes fun of himself right and we okay seriously this is just getting ridiculous now it's what's on joe mind every week on the geek cast radio network inside pulse.com stitcher smart radio and itunes download and listen today i suppose i still can't say something about transformers can i good no what about sports that sounds good yeah that's all right Season 15, episode 329, The Wandering Juvie. Oh, God. Oh, God. Are you freaking kidding me? I gotta look at this. Holy shit. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Yes, so, I, I know about it. This, this, okay, this well, I'm one. sure you do. 16th episode. Uh, when the Simpson family is at the Costington's department store, Bart uses the wedding gift registry as a prank to register himself and his bride. A lot of cooties for wedding presents. Bart invites many people to his so-called wedding and plans to take all the unsent gifts back for store credit. I remember this episode. Well, what about the one where they're ripping off uh, Spider-Man with Pie Man? <laughs> I think I like Spider-Pig better. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm just looking, you know, so, some of the episodes aren't bad, but I think my problem is is because I'm going through the Wikipedia article of the list of the episodes and just seeing the episode titles is is what's getting my reactions to them is because some of the episode titles are horrible compared to some of the actual episodes. Uh, catch them if you can. See, they're by season fifteen. They're just doing whatever's in pop culture. Catch them if you can. That was a. I liked the Simpsons version of Catch Me If You Can, but essentially that's just ripping off whatever's in pop culture at that point. Yeah. Yeah. This this is this is the point where they start doing weird things. I mean, there was an episode where they had Ray Romano as this contract that was Homer's friend, but no one believes he exists. Yep. Like like uh, like Snuffleupagus. Yeah. And uh, and and then they they explained. Well, I saw you talking to nobody, Homer. And then Stephen Hawking showed up just to say, "Oh, actually, that was a wormhole absorbing the light." Oh God. You remember that, Neil? No, but I remember it. Oh my God. I love. Uh, now I don't want people to get the wrong impression on my end of this podcast. I love The Simpsons overall, so but just I. going through this and looking at some of these plots is like, what were they thinking? Uh, they were Homer thinking, Simpson, this is your wife. They were thinking we got twenty six episodes to go in this season. We got to write something. Yeah. And uh, and then there was the film, you know, after season uh, 18, we hit the film. Yep. And you know what? I'm going to say it. The film was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't revolutionary. If they made a film back in season seven or eight, they might have had something, but they didn't. What I love about the film is that it's – I love the initial campaign leading up to it. There's there's one of the ads. I forget, forget which one it is, and it's so – 
it's so subtle. I had to watch the damn thing like four times to even get the joke. But Homer is coming through with the with the with the um, the wrecking ball, and it malfunctions. He gets thrown from it, and he ends up between. He ends up stuck to the wrecking ball, and the wrecking ball is going between a rock and a, a hard place, an yeah. actual rock in a building that says the hard place on it. <laughs> and what I love about that oh. is not so much the joke of what that is, obviously. I love Homer's reaction because he keeps just don't, don't, don't back and forth. And I love at the very end where he drops off the rock and he goes, this film is not yet rated. <laughs> I laughed so much at that. Yeah, the but... film itself, I like it. I like a lot of the jokes in it. The overall plot of the film i didn't like the plot because i think that i think it betrays one of the one of the testaments of homer uh homer is the noble idiot homer isn't very bright but he would go above and beyond to do anything for For his family family. yeah and this movie betrays that at the very beginning and i think that's unfair to the character just so it gives homer a lesson to learn and I right. think that comes off as very, very hammy and and kind of silly because this is a character where we know and we're used to for for 18 years, and they decided to give him a lesson to learn. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like someone from Disney snuck in and said, "Oh, we have to give him a lesson to learn. Give the kids a give the kids something to teach and stuff." And you know, someone from I, Disney. How about someone from Filmation? Oh, yeah. And then they can have Lukey appear at the end of the movie and talk about what the lesson was. Yeah. God. Um, I actually just saw the Simpsons movie, not not for the first time, but I saw the Simpsons movie on, on cable uh, about a week ago, I guess. And uh, it was at the scene of, of, uh, of Homer and Bart uh, daring each other, the dare contest. And he's like, I dare you to skateboard to Krusty Burger and back naked. And as we all know, in the actual movie, at one point they show Bart's wiener. Yes, they do. If you, but you know, in it's basically two version, of... In the cable version, they don't pixelate it. They don't, you know, they keep all the prequel scenes <laughs> of, of, of all the things going in front of it. But when it gets to the point of actually showing it, they essentially cut it off. It's just Ouch. not there. Ouch. It's, it's a blank space. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe they're trying to go with a love is feeling. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. It, it, it does, do you get that reference, Neil? Um, you lost me. Yeah. Okay, okay. Love is, I think that's the name of it. It's, it's a comic strip about, about uh, basically, it's it's nothing but naked kids that are married. It's, it's oh. I know that sounds ter- terrible, but. Yeah, it is terrible. That, that, that is horrible. Um, yeah, the movie's plot overall, I will agree with you, Ben. It 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 kind of takes away from who Homer is, but I think what makes up for it is the eventual climax of the film. The, the final the final scene with the motorcycle that's kind of well done. I kind of enjoyed it. Nick Riviera dying that's kind of funny. That made me <laughs> chuckle. Uh, but but still, I I just have that I just have that one problem with the uh, with what just because the whole plot's environmentalism. Yeah. Where we're basically home basically <laughs> basically uh, Homer destroys the ecosystem of the of Springfield by dumping pig crap in the lake, which caused mutations. 
in yeah. the in the in the plants and animals. And uh, Neil, tell us about what what's so right about that. Um, that doesn't work. <laughs> Science. Science. But yeah, it's overall the the you know the plot's very silly. It's it it doesn't have any basis in any reality. It'd be better if they brought back King Scorpio as a villain or something, but they didn't. They they just went with this new plot, and it didn't it didn't work for me. I just don't understand. Even even with Homer destroying the town's ecosystem, I don't get where he has this love for Alaska. And honestly, if it was Homer, he would have, as soon as he got up to that tool booth and the, the, the guy was like, here, here's $600 for what? Just being here. Okay. Pull a Yui and head back. You know, why would you even stay? It, it's Homer. It's the Simpsons. They, they, over the past 18 years, to, to the point of the discussion here, the Simpsons is a middle-class family, I guess. They're not totally poor, but they're not, you know, Mr. Burns. You know what I mean? You, you would think that Homer's character would just see that money and turn and run and not even go into Alaska. I think that's a minor nitpick at best, Mike, and that's well, me oh, saying oh, it. Oh, this coming from, well, Spider-Man is nothing but red lines everywhere. The Spider-Man is bleeding. I mean, come on, that's a nitpick. Just like the, this. The, the color quality was so bad that the red bled through the black lines. That that's not a nitpick. That's an actual visual visual issue with the capture they used. So, pardon me for wanting an actual usable visual video capture of a of a show on Netflix. <laughs> but my point here is is that you mentioned earlier that the plot of the film essentially takes away from Homer's character. It does. And and another things I don't like is Actually, one joke I liked was a cut was almost a cutaway gag of, "Oh, uh, there, here are the five states that Springfield borders." Yeah. Sadly, Kentucky is one of them. You know, they they changed the intro just after the movie just once, and then they changed the intro for good. And that's the problem I had because they added a lot of in jokes of continuity in jokes in the new intro. Yeah, they, like got, they have uh, Maggie shaking her fist at the one eyebrow baby. They have a. Uh, they have Mr. Sparkle in the uh, on the checkout line. Yeah, yeah, they 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 they, they just filled that with in jokes, and that's not as funny as the visual gags in the original intro. Mm-hmm. The original intro is just full of nothing but visual gags. Yeah, and the new one's full of in jokes. I think that shows the the issue with the series going on this long, that it's no longer visual gags. It can just pick up instantly. It's it's oh, you have to be watching for twenty years to get this joke. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Like there was an episode where uh, where Homer and uh, Bart adopt a horse that was you know doing dives. Yes. And and then and then the and then comic book guy says, well, actually, you did adopt a horse before, and they did a continuity joke. Yeah. And I'm like, <sighs> I mean, you know, the the only thing I liked about the new and I, I like the one intro that they did after the movie. That one was good. Yeah, I like that one. The only thing I liked about the new intros since then is the fact that they finally, finally updated the fucking TV. That's such a minor nitpick. I'm okay with. No, I'm not. I'm not nitpicking on it. But it was, you know, when did the real? Okay, not not the big screen boom for TVs, but when did like the flat panel boom hit? I would say two thousand. Ten years ago. Yeah. Well, 
2002, it was it was kind of I, I I would say like where it really got big was like 2004, 2005. So, um, you know, I was I was glad that they finally, you know, said, hey, we need to update this, you know. Yeah, but but you know, like I said, overall, it's it's after the movie when when the show was running on in jokes. I mean, there were tons of in jokes I didn't like. Like there was another time where uh, Lisa is actually holding a Simpsons complete guide. And, and talking about, oh, well, actually, this already happened before. And I'm like, ah, don't do that <laughs> joke. That's not funny anymore. It's it, there's only one time they did a joke like that that was funny. It's when Homer. It's it's when Homer takes the kids to the circus, and yeah. they're watching the elephants. And and Bart says, I wish I had an elephant. And Lisa says, You did. His name was Stampy. You loved him. And Bart goes, Oh yeah, that was <laughs> funny. <laughs> Yeah, but when they make the blatant in joke of, oh hey, Sim- you know, Simpsons Guide to the Galaxy, that's yeah, you remember that too, don't you? Yeah, I remember that. That's really and honestly, after the movie, I went back to, hey, it, if I catch the Simpsons, I catch it. I I don't actively, you know, sit in front of my TV at eight o'clock every Sunday night anymore, um, at all. I think the only time. This season that just ended, or is about to... When, when did season... Uh, yeah, it just ended uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, season 23, the only time that I really was like, hey, I have to watch this, was episode 500. Yeah, and wow. lots. Like I said, lots of these episodes... I'm looking at season 23 right now, and wow. They did, a, they did an Inception episode. That doesn't surprise me. The they Daughter did. Also Rises... God, the Dark Knight isn't even out yet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, lots of lots of the good stuff in the original seasons are gone now, because yeah. because it's all now in jokes of things that they already did, and that's not funny anymore. Yeah. Uh, oh God. And it's in the sad thing is this: Simpson is, Simpsons is now not that good anymore, but Simpsons is also the last best hope we have of. Not uh, make sure you're making sure Fox Sunday isn't what Neil Seth MacFarlane night. Well, you know, show me a cartoon, Bob any Burgers. cartoon. Hold on, show me a cartoon, any cartoon that's currently airing anywhere. It doesn't matter where it is on on the TV schedule. Show me a cartoon, or show me an idea that someone has that they'll pitch to Fox to eventually. Replace the. I'm sorry. No, animation domination will die after the Simpsons goes. Simpsons goes off the air permanently. Whenever that may happen. Um, my. I'm. I'm just gonna say this now. It's not really a final thought on the Simpsons, but it's. It's my hope for what the Simpsons ends up doing. I hope they get to season 25, and they at the very last episode they make them all grow up. And they, you know, show something of them moving on and just ending the series on a really great positive note. Uh, Simpsons don't do... all grown up. No. Yeah. Well, not not exactly. But what I'm saying is like, no. you know, they, they've said for the last 23 years that oh, the Bart's always going to be nine or you know, ten, you know, ten or eleven or nine or ten or however the hell old he is. Lisa's always going to be eight. Maggie's always going to be her age. At this point, for me as as a 32-year-old adult, I want something more out of The Simpsons if it does, if and when it does go off the air. Uh, I think season 25 would be a great way for it to end on 
as far as just ending the series. But after that, yeah, Fox is fucked on Sundays because there's no show on Sunday that can take Fox and keep Fox's ratings like The Simpsons does. Yeah, King um, of the Hill's gone. It's 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 over. But you know what? That doesn't make the last half of the Simpsons run good by any means. It just means it's there. And I, I'm sorry, you know, after after the Scully the Scully years ended and they did the movie. They're trying to go back to the feel of the original, but you can't go back because yeah. because those things happen. You can't go back. I mean, the current showrunner says, well, if I could deport a, a Pooh's wife and children and have them single again, I would. And I'm like, you can't go back. It's already done. You, you work with what's there. You don't just reset button. Well, Homer could make a deal with the devil and, you know, we could have a brand new day. Oh, wait, that happened over in Marvel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And Homer already <laughs> made a deal with for a donut, remember? Uh, <laughs> so Neil, you have some trivia bits you wanted to bring up. Uh, we touched on most of them, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I I did have I did have one here, which is that the original Mr. Burns and uh, Mo the bartender were voiced by uh, Chris Lotta, who was Starscream. Yeah. Who disrupts my coronation? Starscream. This is bad sodomy. Was he dubbed over? For, on the episodes that he was in, because I, I, I think he was. Yeah, because I, I can't I think find they him. They went back and re-recorded it with Harry Shearer. That's a travesty. Do I hear a second on that? Yeah. Yeah, and in, in other little tidbits like uh, like uh, Smithers was originally black. Yeah. That would have taken that that, that in joke way too far. <laughs> well, Neil, he was black, but then he went back. Oh, oh, geez. God. That was awful. <laughs> you went there. But hey, yeah, what it's... kind of face paint do I want to wear today? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm some dude playing another dude. Pretend to be another dude. But uh, yeah, it's over, overall, I, I think the downfall was was really after season eight. I mean, they did what they did another sideshow Bob Cecil episode where they actually had uh, where they had Mahoney playing their father. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great idea and it's great to have it's great to have Sideshow Bob back. But I, I think really the magic was lost once uh, once Matt Groening stopped doing stopped being involved as much. You know what I mean? And really the last Simpsons thing I saw that was any bit funny was Simpsons the video game. Which one? There have been multiples. Okay, it, it's you, it's. You a, mean the movie video game? It's such a meta commentary where basically Bart finds an instruction manual for the game lying on the street, and he realizes he's a video game character, so he has powers. That's the movie game, right? Yes. And okay. It, it, yeah. The last level is them fighting Matt Groening in a mansion. I think my favorite Simpsons video game is, and I think this is because I had such a love for Crazy Taxi back in the day, but Simpsons Road Rage is my favorite Simpsons video game when it comes to consoles. Uh, the arcade stuff, the Simpsons arcade game was just amazing. So, so you you're not you don't agree the the, the idea of them fighting Matt Groening is funny because it's funny because they say Matt Groening. And, and then Matt says, "No, it's gro- groaning." And 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 then, and then Lisa says, "You don't even know anymore, do you?" And he says, "No, I don't." <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny, but I mean, it, essentially, they took Mr. Burns out and put Matt in there. I mean, that's you know, Mr. Burns in a mansion, 
Matt in a mansion. It's essentially the mm-hmm. same goddamn thing because the guy over the last 23 years has become a billionaire from yeah. this franchise. And what I love is he was he drew Zoidberg in the in Bender and had Zoid, endless army of Zoidbergs and Bender fighting Homer and Bart. <laughs> and and then Matt Matt introduced himself. He says, "I'm America's favorite animator." And uh, and Homer says, "Seth MacFarlane." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> that whole game is basically just one whole meta commentary that just won't stop. I mean. There's a an episode where where Lisa uses her game video game powers to stop loggers from logging a, a forest. Yeah, it actually showed the impact Neil on the economy. Good. <laughs> where these loggers say, "Well, now we're without a job. What we're we gonna do now?" And, and Lisa says, "Well, you could work in therapeutic something or other." And, and he says, "And the logger says, well, my dad was a logger. My dad was a logger, and you you cost us 800 jobs, little girl.'" <laughs> I, you know, when it comes to Simpsons video games, like I just said. Uh, Road Rage is my favorite. Uh, I loved Bart's Nightmare originally. Um, I hated Camp Deadly on the Game Boy. Camp Deadly sucked. Oh, the Game Boy ones are all terrible. What, what about what about the Konami beat 'em up? That's one of the good ones. Actually, the funny thing is this: in the Simpsons video game, they rec- they rescue the Konami Simpsons. <laughs> and Konami Homer asks. You know, current Homer. So, what's the score you have right now? And 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 they're trying to explain. Well, video games don't have scores anymore. We have achievements. <laughs> and well, how many lives have you gone through? And and Homer's like, well, I don't know. I died a lot actually. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, you don't have you. What, you have unlimited lives and no points. So wait, the 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 classic Simpsons rescue the Konami Simpsons in the game. The the current Simpsons rescue the Konami Simpsons in the game, and then they start, and then and then they're trying to compare their different video games. Right. And they right. They're, they're basically this, the, the this reminds me of a Scooby Doo plot. There was a Scooby Doo direct to DVD movie or it was cartoon. the virus. What's it called? The something. Yeah. Else. The 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 Phantom Virus. It reminds me of exactly that because they did the exact same damn thing. They put the classic Scooby character or the the new Scooby characters, the updated versions of them, into the game, and then apparently when the game designer knew the Scooby Gang, it was the classic Scooby with the uh, ascot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Any so it was uh, so it was uh, uh, carnivorous Shaggy versus vegetarian Shaggy. Yes. Essentially, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's like I yeah, said. Yeah, Casey Kasem. <laughs> like I said, it was just really funny because there was all these in jokes. Like I especially like that part with, with with uh, Konami Homer being confused about a game system with no points, unlimited lives, and achievements. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's just I mean that's the state of video games now. I mean <laughs> I know, but I, that was still funny. You look at any 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 kind of like story based game, doesn't matter. You know you don't have a set number of lives. You just have you know. You die, you go to the hospital, and you you continue on. You know. Um, you lose half your gold. Dragon Quest joke. Yeah, yeah. I you lose half your gold. You, you lose half your money, or or whatever. You can just go beat up a hooker and get it back. That's right, you can. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Mike. I don't know what you do on your weekends, but. Well, it's a GTA joke. Yes, I know. I I just went to the logical conclusion of that joke, but overall, The Simpsons. Over 20 years, almost 25 years now, you know, the whole cast had to take a pay cut just to keep it going. I don't think it's going to be feasible they're going to take another pay cut. I, I think 
I think that the damage has been done from the Scully years. They really can't, you know, go back to saying, hey, we're the Simpsons again, because they still do all the in jokes. Yeah. Of you had to be watching X amount of years to get this joke. And you don't do that. I mean, you know, the whole thing with the debacle and everything else about the the contract disputes over the years, uh, not the not the recent pay cut, but there was another one where um, a while ago where all the voice actors wanted more money. I can see Dan Castellaneta, Julie Kavner, Nancy Cartwright, Harry Shearer. Uh, I can see all those people that do multiple voices. I can see them wanting pay raises. Uh, Yeardley Smith. She's Lisa Simpson. That's all she does. She'll be in her room. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, you know, that was the one thing, you know, and if, I don't know, at this oh. point, you know, 23, almost 25 years now, all of those people are set for life. I don't understand. Okay, granted, you know, I'm not, you know, saying about the voice actor profession or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, all those people are set for life. It's, you know, I'm sure that they have residual deals. Well, that doesn't mean you work for free. I mean. Well, no. What I'm saying is, like, taking a pay cut just to keep the show going, you would think that they wouldn't mind doing that as long as they enjoy still doing the show. Well, let me tell you a story about another actor, Al Lewis. You know who Al Lewis is, right? You're going to have to remind me. Grandpa. Yeah, monsters. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. He, 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 before he died, for like ten years, he owned a restaurant in in New York, and he loved playing the character Grandpa. And there's this one director who came to him and says, "Hey, we want you to play in this movie," and offered him some outrageously low mo- amount of money, even though Al Lewis is set for life. Yeah, he said no because he says, "I, I," he says, "You know what? I don't work cheap." Wow, that's you know. And then he did the Car Fifty Four movie, <laughs> <laughs> which is a pile. They offered him more money. Yeah. No, contract. You're talking about contract disputes. Was that the reason why they killed off Maud? Yeah. Maud Flanders. Yeah. Because apparently the voice actor left. Lives out of town. Yeah, and they're just like, well, what do we do? Let's kill her. Yeah, I think that was a that was a. Horrible mistake. They should have just not have her in any episodes for a while, and then, yeah. but instead they they miscast her for one episode, killed her in that episode, and be like, okay, dust our hands off. We're it's good. It's not like she was a major character either. I mean, they could that, have written around her for at least in a, they could have written around her for seasons. Yeah, we would have never known. Ned is where all the gold is. I mean, that's just that's just the Simpsons writers being blatantly hostile toward Christianity. Hey, Flanders, heading for church. Well, I thought I could save you a little time. Ooh, found a new shortcut. Better. I was working on a flat tax proposal, and I accidentally proved there's no God. We'll just see about that. Uh-oh. Well, maybe he made a mistake. Nope. It's airtight. Can't let this little doozy get out. The thing with Maud, I, I'm actually glad that they killed her in the show because the voice actress didn't come back or there was some contract. Well, actually, the thing is they didn't even ask like, her. Okay, well, right. But what I'm saying is, like, what I'm getting at is I would much rather have a character killed off in anything, especially voice acting. I would much rather have a character get killed off versus pulling a soap thing of, today, Maud Flanders is going to be played by blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Because it's because the soaps do that all the time. They'll they'll 
you know, you'll know one character for 40 years and then and one then, day just just because the actor isn't around or is a scheduling conflict, they'll be like, today, Antonio's being played by blah, blah, blah. And they'll replace that actor. I am so day. sorry your All My Children was ruined, Blanchard, but this has nothing to do with that. It'll no, it'll be it it'll be the one episode is... where the character is in an, in a horrible accident, and then you you pull the bandages off, and it's a different actor. <laughs> right. That's that's my point here. Is yeah. that if if there's whatever behind the scenes things, and the voice actor, or actress, or whoever doesn't come back, kill the character off instead of replacing the character with a completely different voice. But the problem but, is they could have written around that for at least a season. They didn't. They just they're just like, oh, just kill her off. And that that's yeah. a la- that's a lazy thing to do. I mean, and, there are there are sitcoms where entire characters will will just disappear for a couple of seasons and then come back. And the thing about the Simpsons is it's animated, so you could still have her in the show but not give her any lines. Yeah. Cuz she's not really you know, she's not really as important as Ned is. Yeah. And that's where the gold is anyway, so. Yeah, and even the even the kids are funnier than than Maud was. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Maud was just the wet blanket. Yeah. Uh apparently there were some I, I, I don't know if these are coming up or if they're if they are uh it, it looks like they're coming up, but there's some unscheduled episodes and season 23 currently already ended, I guess. Uh Pennywise guys. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, gone, AB gone. Oh my God! Adventures in baby getting. Yeah. The day the Earth stood cool. Yeah. Uh, A tree grows in Springfield. Oh boy. Uh, you know, I love The Simpsons in concept. I love the classic Simpsons. I love the, you know, the the early '90s years. Um, I'll watch it here and there, but it's not as high on my radar as it was, and I think. Part of the reason is is because I'm not a kid anymore. Um, I, I think still part find, of the reason is it's not written that good anymore. Well, that's your opinion and you're entitled to it. But I, I'm saying for me personally, I, I just don't pay it. Like, like I said earlier, I didn't really pay attention to it until I heard about episode 500. I'm like, okay, well, that I have to watch. That's a milestone, and I, I want to see what they do with it. Um, you know, hey, if they get to 600 episodes, great. I, I'm sure at some point – They'll try to get it to it. If it if this show goes to a thousand episodes, that'll be the longest TV show ever. Yeah, but that you know what I'm I'm still gonna say it. I I still think that it's it's ran its course, and the only reason we're keeping it on is because it is the last hope we have against the Seth MacFarlane domination. <laughs> Ma, pa, and kids. God. Oh God, I just. I'm gonna put that college humor thing in the in the post. <laughs> I think we've already posted it once before, but I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that was still funny, wasn't it? That was pretty good. Wow. And but overall, I still I still think that this uh, that you know in closing with the Simpsons side by side, the early eight seasons beats the seasons afterwards, and even the movie. If they were able to make a movie back in season seven or season eight, they would have had a much better movie, I think. I mean, because they they still had Brad Bird on staff back then. And Simpsons yeah. the movie. Da 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 da. I mean, I mean, Krusty gets canceled was originally going to be a movie, I think. <laughs> and that movie, that episode was a Brad Bird episode. 
And that I was wish, a- I, you know, I, I don't know if they're ever going to do this. I don't know how many more of the, because I, I know there's different like best of and individual releases of the DVDs, like individual episode releases, stuff like that. I honestly wish they would get the complete itchy and scratchy collection on DVD. That would be awesome. Yeah, one of my favorite bit, bits. I think you though, can actually find that on YouTube. Someone yeah, yeah, them but all. it's not the same. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, Krusty gets canceled was season four, but yeah, Brad Bird worked on that episode. One of my favorite things in the episode was was Worker in Parasite. Oh God. You remember that, Neil? <laughs> that was uh, that was like a deliberate stab at Gene Deitch. <laughs> Because it's because they couldn't show itchy and scratchy anymore, so they showed this Eastern European cartoon called Worker and Parasite that made no fucking sense. <laughs> well, there were there were a lot of uh, animation in jokes done in itchy and scratchy. I mean, uh, I think they made fun of Eddie Fitzgerald in one episode where they drew the animator to be this kind of fat, kind of really chuckling guy with with big horn rim glasses, and that that's Eddie Fitzgerald. And then. Uh, there's the Poochie episode. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I beeped only once, but they doubled it, those bastards. Well, the, the Poochie episode was just a slam on the way, you know, modern cartoons think, where all the, the ratings are going down, we gotta we got to introduce a new character. G.I. Joe Extreme! Got to make him hip and happening. And the best part of that episode is that there was another Simpsons character that they introduced in that episode who was basically the same thing as Poochie. And then all of a sudden he disappears for no good reason. Yeah. I would just love to see like a, a deconstruction of all those uh, itching, scratchy cartoons because there, there are some classic animation uh, jokes just laced throughout those. But actually one of my favorite jokes in the early seasons is, you know, all those McBain movie trailers? Yeah. Clips? yeah. You could actually grab them in sequence and show them all together and it tells a whole story from beginning to end. That's how smart the writers were. Because um, everything's the same. The the chief, the partner, Mendoza, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. It all ties in at the end. All the same voice actors, all the same design. It was glorious. There's not anything that The Simpsons won't make fun of, though. I mean, you know, The Simpsons now, there's nothing that they won't touch. Just like South Park doesn't hold anything back. I mean, sure, certain things have to be held back on Simpsons since it is on Fox. But, I, I mean, if you look at it, you know, let's look at it when it premiered and what it was essentially teamed with originally. Uh, you know, you had The Simpsons on Sunday night. You had Married with Children eventually after, you know, that whole era of Fox in its beginning was just golden to launch a network. I mean, they threw new punch. Th- they held no punches back. Um, and it was just amazing. Uh, the Simpsons now, like I said, I can get into it every now and then if it's something I, you know, just catch on TV, but it's just not something I, you know, it's not something I look out for unless it's like an epic thing like episode 500 was. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's my feelings on the whole, uh, on the whole thing. And I think we were going to wrap this up with the definite. Yes. Season one through eight. Good. Seasons after that, including the movie, not as much. And uh, that's my feelings, Neil. I I stopped watching the the show altogether after the first I don't know maybe six or seven seasons so I I would have to default to the to the first few seasons just because that's uh, what I watch. That's what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. And Mike, I 
I will agree with Ben to a certain extent that seasons one through eight are better, but there are shining moments through season nine, nine to 23. There are moments here and there every year. You're going to get an amazing Treehouse of horror. Uh, you know, they, the last ones were not that good. Okay. Well, for the most part, they try to get an amazing Treehouse of horror every year. Um, you know, I, you know, with milestones like episode 500 to me, that was just amazing. Not really the plot of the episode, but how the episode was handled because I believe they got 23 years of couch gags in there. They did, but uh, actually, it, back in an early season, the one with the talent show, they threw in a joke that I didn't get until 20 years later. <laughs> there was this kid singing My Dingaling. <laughs> I found out that that is a real Chuck Berry song. It is. <laughs> but yeah no i overall i love the simpsons um so yeah and but, you know what i still have to say that you know after after season eight it wasn't funny anymore but they did throw in some very good digs at family guy like uh the episode where the italian bob yeah where uh where the the italian police are looking through a book of wanted suspects and it shows uh pierre griffin says plagiarist and it shows it shows uh what, what's his name from American Dance? Is plagiarist of a plagiarist? Oh my God, that's. <laughs> and then the, the and then the duplicating hammock, and it shows all the clones of Homer, and one of them is Peter Griffin. Yep. Yeah, seasons nine to twenty three have have a few shining moments throughout them. You think that's bad? But yeah, it's a uh, yeah Simpsons first half good, second half bad. That that's the animation aficionados a recommendation. And uh, with that, uh, this is Ben. With TV's Mr. Neil. DFG and Mike. And we're saying goodnight.